<laughs> a little too much. A little too much. <laughs> you are now locked into the Preachers' Podcast. We're here to free the real of the transitional struggles Christian women face. We will be better and do better. Welcome, welcome to Preachers' Pod. Um, thank you for tuning in to another episode. Today you are here with myself, Roswick. Um, myself, Kenya. And Abby Soye. <laughs> Just go. Uh, you have to. It's key. It's Adam. It has to be there. Who says so? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how to do it without not, without not doing that. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, yes, yes. We have to do it. So we did a, an announcement on Instagram that we will be doing a series for Black History Month focusing on Black Christian women and, and men, but we're looking at the women um, that are doing excellent things for the body of Christ and in general are just a blessing. Um, and we wanted to start with a wonderful woman, a wonderful woman. <laughs> Who wants, who wants to give her the who wants to give an uh, intro who, well, who? she has to give she has to give it to us properly herself but it's i can true. i can do more a little preview so sinead is one of my amazing friends i look up to her fyi we had we i think we're like two days apart yeah we're yeah. the same birthday we're the same oh, birthday. so she's two days before me oh you oh yeah oh, 17. we have the same birthday, the same birthday. yeah yeah <laughs> look at that <laughs> Great party coming soon. <laughs> Honestly. So um, yeah, but Sinead is amazing. She's a lover of people. And um this year, like I, I've I've known her as someone that God has used to bless people um in various capacities. We went to the same university, but that's a story for another day. Um but God is using her so much and just really instilling um his love in people, but on a very practical level. And we're not doing all this Christianese and you know all that kind of stuff, right? <laughs> so um yeah, so if we're doing um black Christian excellence, we have to reach out to her and um let, let her be part of it because she's really doing a lot this year and we just want to hear her story. So before I start talking too much, Sinead, take the floor. Wow, thank you. Wow, I'm blushing, but I'm black, so you know, <laughs> kind of feel it. Um, wow, thank you guys so much for having me. First of all, I love, I love this podcast. I love this podcast. I love it. So, just want to put that out there. Um, where do I even start? This, this last, I would say, seven months has been very wild, but it is not in seven months that this happened. This is something that God has been doing not just in my life, but in the people around me for years. So this is a process. So what maybe the fruit of what you see now is from years mm. of trying and getting it wrong or right or, you know, so I'm still overwhelmed and every day God surprises me. It's like a gift. Like one of my prayers now is Lord surprise me mm. because I just, mm. I don't even know what to ask for sometimes. So, um, yeah. That's like the present moment. Um, where do I start? In terms of like career. Tell me about yourself. Okay, I'll go from there. Um, I am obviously a preacher's daughter. Um, <laughs> you have to own it. I don't know why you're always doing this. <laughs> it's so yucky though. It's such a yucky title. Um, but I've actually come to the conclusion that preacher's kids, all in the Bible, all the prophet's children were evil. 
So actually, oh. not supposed to be good. Mm. Think about it. Yeah, I was thinking, think about Samuel's um, children. You know, oh, yeah, they're a bit rebellious. Eli's children yeah, were yeah, evil, yeah. and then he yeah. got Samuel. And then Samuel's children were evil, and then he went for David. So actually, we're supposed to be mean. Mm and bad so thank god for the thank god for Jesus. We're, we're praying for you <laughs> thank you um so yeah my dad's a minister i do a lot of youth work mainly that is my platform i love young people i'm really passionate about that i felt that's where i'm really called to um and then i was going on this journey my most of my life to become a barrister slash prime minister slash in a public space that was my goal right that was my plan um and that didn't happen so i started off training as a barrister and quite quickly saw that oh it was just not what i thought it would be um it was tough i was not getting you know jobs and i was seeking god like god this is what i planned and when you're trying so hard to be something that you imagined for so long it's so hard to let go. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to let go. And um, out of my frustration and of a relationship that went a bit higgy, which I guess you guys have read about or not, um, I started to write just because I was frustrated. Um, looking back now, again, I've been writing for years. I've been writing diary entries. I write letters to God all the time. So this is just a process that now has become public. Mm-hmm. But when you look back over your life, you always see something that God was doing in the background. But I never, ever, ever thought that people would even read like anything I had to say. Um, I just, I just thank God. I just, it's very overwhelming. So I am still in the legal profession and going towards the corporate law side, but God now is the one that if he says tomorrow, go this way, let's just go. You know, I don't really care. When people ask me, oh, what do you do? What do you do? I say, listen, I'm a bin collector. I do whatever God tells me to do. Because <laughs> I'm tired. I'm actually tired. Do you know what I mean? Of what yeah. do you do? And, and T.D. Jake said something really wonderful. And I think, Rosalind, I think we've spoken about this sermon before when he was interviewed by Stephen Furtick. And he said, I didn't know when people called me a preacher, it would be a cage for mm. me. And that just hit me to my chest that when people just label you in one thing, then even you don't ask God for anything outside of that. Mm. So this whole season has been me just saying, God, whatever you want to do, let's go. Like, you want to record, let's record. Lord, you want to sing a song? I'm going to need some help. Do you know what I mean? Just, God, what do you want to do in me? Um, So that's really my short story, my testimony, if you want to call it that. But um, yeah, that's it really. Oh, I'm not going to lie. Even that was a, 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 a juicy taster. Oh, <laughs> I want to hear more. Like, this sounds, yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Do you want to hear the relationship part? People love that. Oh, well, we're going we to hit everything. Oh. The good, yeah, the bad, the ugly. But before we hit everything, mm-hmm. we, 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 you got to go through some things, child. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you can't have the easy way. We, we ain't, we ain't going to just hear your story. We need to hear some juicy facts as well. Hey! We have to take you through our our guest little icebreaker. So I'm gonna. So I've got some um, fire questions for you, okay? So it's literally fiery. Just spat it back to me, okay? Okay. So hot drink or cold drink? 
Old Testament or New Testament? Jesus. Can't think about it. Old, old. Old. Um, last person you called? Oh, I can't say his name on camera, girl. <laughs> or title. <laughs> wow, okay. Um, athletic or dad bod? Oh, I'm not, I don't want no dad bod, so athletic. <laughs> <laughs> makeup or no makeup? Makeup. Are you single? No. <laughs> Kenny, you lot are bad. You lot are bad. Okay, if you had a superpower, what would it be? Teleporting. Click and I'm there. Has to happen because I'm always late. Okay. Um, wig or braids? Wig. Mum jeans or skinny jeans? Mum jeans. Top fruits of the spirit? Ooh, patience. You did well. Yeah, I think you missed out two two related questions, but you did well. I, I did, I did. That's yeah, you definitely missed one. I heard one. <laughs> I, feel like, I think this is like our, our third guest that has said patience is their top favorite. Yeah, a lot of patience. We all need it to be honest. In this life, you do. Jehovah's slow. That's what we call Yeah. We do something on the pod where we talk about transitional struggles. Yeah. Oh. Um, so every week, one of us does a transitional struggle, um, and yeah, we just open up about something. And you know, I think I think it will be really, really interesting if you would like to to do one. I thought one of you guys was going to share one. We <laughs> usually do. We usually do. But when we're talking about the journey, you mentioned the last seven months specifically. Like, if there's something within that time that you've had to you've overcome to get to this point. That you think would be really beneficial to the listeners, the viewers. <laughs> okay, so okay, for example, when I wrote the piece, why people will not get married. Cool. Um, I don't know why people react to the title that way. <laughs> I know, no, because it was so triggering. Was it triggering? Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Um, what happened was it was the beginning of lockdown, and my law firm just sent us home to work from home. But you know, in your gut, you're like, things are going to change. And so a tip that I always tell people is when you want something in your life to change or you feel frustrated, because I was very frustrated at work when lockdown started, I tell people to you tidy your room and you throw loads of things away. Every single time I throw things away or clean up and proper have a clear out, God brings something into my life. And as I'm clearing, I start saying, you can't put old wineskins into new, new wine into old wine. I, I start speaking the word over my clothes. I know it's a bit dramatic. <laughs> I'm dramatic, but it works every time. I'm telling you, it works every time. So I was clearing out my room when I got put on furlough and just clearing things out. And then I started to write. And usually it takes me months to write a piece, months and months and months. And I wrote this piece in about three days. Mm. Read it back put it on my Instagram and I was just waiting for a response as you do with everything with Instagram and then quite a lot of people were reading it but I kept on people telling me your Instagram is private your Instagram is private and I just thought my whole life I've had to share part of myself with people because of what my parents do and my writing is something that I get to share with people that are actually interested or know me personally so I'm not ready to do that and then I have a rule of seeking God before I do something so I took seven seven days I was like praying about should I go public or not 
within three, the third day, God was like, relax, just let go. If you want to hide stuff, hide it. If the bikini pictures, hide them. (laughs) Then keep the normal ones on and just do it for me kind of thing. So I just released it and literally within a few days, my followers, I know it's not a big number, but it went up by like 700 people. It was just this big jump. And I was like, the word of God, do you know what I mean? And so I was wrestling with myself about whether this was, I was supposed to be public, but do you know what? When God says go, he will tell you go. He will actually tell you and he will confirm it with signs going. And this the, the speed of the lives and the response that I had with the lives. And after that, just God was just saying, do you know what, Sinead, you made a good choice. Um, so yeah, I think going from private to public, that was, a, that was tough, but mm. we're out here now, all the other things are hidden away in the archive. And then, um, <laughs> you know, what you want them to see is, yeah, it's there. So yeah, is that okay? Yeah, what that is fabulous. Like, Going from public to private is not, especially if you want your platform to increase and your, you know, your following and people to see your stuff. That's a big transition. From us doing YouTube, doing a YouTube video, it's a big transition. Yeah. So, so by the way, this is gonna go on YouTube. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I just accept time. Yeah, I prayed for a while about this, so you kind of have peace. He gives you peace. Do you know what I mean when you're? about to do I don't it. have I don't have peace about it but I'm sure the the two the, the, the two have peace about it so we'll go we'll go with that. I am screaming <laughs> you guys' mannerisms and stuff like I like little things like I saw someone's foot bobbing when you were talking. <laughs> like, I think it was Rosalind's foot I'm sure it was, I I don't understand <laughs> Rosaline, Rosaline. <laughs> toes were doing this. Like, I'll be like, Rosaline, or, uh, well, even Kenya will be, like, be like, we're taking this out, we're removing this, we, let's remove this. Yeah. Rosaline doesn't, she doesn't care. Rosaline's just like... I, I like barefoot people, though. I'm not a barefoot person. Uh, barefoot. No, it's just, I don't even know where it was, but I was like, people, people messaged me and they were like, your, your feet is it's just bare featuring in the video. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. But I, I just I think the visuals people like it, so mm-hmm. I like I'm trying to be more comfortable about yeah. it because my default is like, nah, rather hide over my voice. The voice, yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, part of the walk, guys, you know, just yeah, yeah. It really is. So, Sinead, um, <clears throat> a big part of the reason why I wanted to have this conversation with just more just celebrating Christians, and it was more so. We feel like there's a lot of focus on like what in the world we always deem as oh this is excellent right we don't we never it's like we don't celebrate the journey but the really the part that god has played in what where we're at because a lot of the times yes we work hard yes um you know we get opportunities but the driver of that is god and mm-hmm. it's not by our own strength and our own ability and so we just wanted to I, I guess I know you've you've kind of you've given us um an a preview of how you you transitioned into what you're doing now because you know we were talking about this before like this year God has really like really pushed you at the forefront 
of a lot of things and it is so weird that in the season where everyone is still that's when you really like increase your voice so people had no option but to listen do you know what I mean um it's been a massive blessing to me so I just wanted to find out a bit more about um how how has God played and what what role has God played in terms of you saying right okay this is what we're doing even if you ask me to go and be a bin collector I'm gonna do that and how easy how easy has it been for you to get to the position where you are now or this how to make that decision now okay I'm gonna start with a story because I love stories and it's the biggest story um it's obviously my biggest heartbreak was not just a relationship but it was my career just basically crashing out just not just coming to like a basically an end i i didn't have the money to retake all my exams and um I, and god is so good because he i still got a job in a magic circle firm so i still was, had a good job but it's not what i had in mind so it was like that door had completely shut and then i just threw myself into my relationship i threw myself into it so i just thought i will save this relationship because i can't save my career and mm. i just put all my energy into that right um because i was like i oh, will get married and it'll be fine and maybe i'm destined to be a wife and that's what my you know that's the, that's what i'll do and i saw how even though i was praying and praying and i think people think you have a good relationship with God when you have a routine and you're constantly seeking him I was not listening okay mm -hmm. so I would pray shabba da da shabba God you know and then I'll just walk out the room do you know what I mean or mm -hmm. I would pour out my heart to him but I wouldn't wait to and I don't mean wait just you know five minutes I'm talking really wait to see what he was saying back to me and when you don't listen circumstances will start to speak to you mm. so my job then told me i was being completely honest so then someone as you they do in the corporate world someone makes a complaint about you great and i've never had that before you know i've worked in politics which is much more cutthroat and someone made a complaint i was put on you have six months to get it together or wow. bye bye jackie you know you have six months um then you know, the person I was dating, something wasn't right. I could feel it. I just knew something wasn't right, but I put so much energy into that relationship. Um, and then it's a, it seems like a material thing, but getting acne was the first time I actually had to stop and say, okay, no, like mm. something is wrong. And it wasn't just because it was one spot or two spots. My whole, um, what's the word like I had literally cystic acne on my face so my face was pussing and it was oily and I have the driest skin ever because I had eczema as a child so when you're walking to work and your face is literally like pores like on your face is just I can't even explain it I don't know if you've ever had acne before any of you but it was just like something in, something is wrong and I just had to just let go and my mom just looked at me when she said whatever you're holding on to just let go just mm. let go and I remember when um mm. the person I was with broke up with me I didn't fight I just said it's okay because I just I knew do you know what I mean I just said it's okay and I'm a very 
extrovert I'll get it done I saved the relationship I just said just go because I'd give don't it cry, don't beg don't cry don't beg I just said like, if you want to go go yeah. because also I'm quite vain so I was just like this maybe the spots will stop and it's funny when we broke up even though I was devastated it's like in my spirit I heard like a tap turn off like something turned off and then my skin started to dry out so the oil the oiliness stopped mm. and so I was like okay maybe this is the beginning of something else um mm. so I don't even know what the question was but <laughs> but um part that so the part that god has played in in that yeah yeah so going through that made me realize obedience is better than sacrifice and god so graciously healed my skin but i realized that there is nothing worth letting go of your standards or letting go of god's word for a person or a job or a career it's better to cling on to god than it is to cling on to a person or a thing or an idea um and that that just that was just me and god just like it's me and you now that's when i did make the decision no matter what you know i've been in love that was great god but clearly love is painful so i'm just gonna roll with you now mm. you know that was cute um so yeah and that's that's when i, I just started to write more and more um to uh, yeah pushed it out really can I ask you a question? So you you know how so I said can I ask you a question? I quickly just came with the question, but I'm <laughs> eager. Um do, <laughs> do you know how you said that you you know you always wanted to be a barrister and you're looking into politics and stuff like that? Where did that come from? Because like I feel like everybody's desires or your you know wants come from somewhere and though they are different from what God has for you, like where does that where do they stem from in a sense? Because it's it's not necessarily wrong to want to no absolutely not um i i just always wanted to be in politics and i just looked at the careers of people in politics and most of them were barristers before they became politicians so i just assumed that was the way to go Mm -hmm. i just assumed look tony blair went to oxford did pp gordon brown pp everyone does becomes a barrister becomes goes into politics so it is again like a man-made route right of mm. of where you want to go um, and I felt like God was saying you know you will you will do something on on a public advocacy level so a lot of young girls that ask me about law young men they say oh I want to be a barrister because I like to talk and it's so it's just funny because we talk every day but we only tell people what we know of a career yeah. I didn't know what was on the other side of that career so I always prompt young people to, if you're going to go for something, especially law where you spend so much money and you need to ask as many questions as possible. If you want something, you've got to ask questions. And I, I had people around me that were barristers, you know, they told me, yes, Sinead, you can do this, but the vision is for appointed time as well. When I had my pupillage interview, I don't even know why I'm telling all these stories, but my pupillage interview was a defining moment because it was like, you know, the last round of The Apprentice when you've got four people yeah. mm. literally destroying your life. Not, not saying come and work with us. 
they want to rip, literally rip you apart. That is their goal because you're in the legal profession. You can't have any bad thing in your past. You can't have, you can't break when a judge tells you, get out of my courtroom. Mm. But for me, that was a moment where I realized, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can go to work every day and be attacked every day. Now I'm, I'm a bit older. Now I may not see that as an attack. I might see it as a challenge or, but at the time I was like, I took my heels off after the interview and just walked into the street and I was like, God, I think we need to rethink this, you know? Um, so what I call it is, um, I read in this devotion, it's called a prayer fleece. You put the thing out to God. God answers us, but he might say not now yeah. or not yet. But what we think is God said no. Yeah. I want to be a lawyer. God said no, because I didn't get the grades. I want to go to Oxford. God said, he's not saying no. It's just you put your plans before him. I submit, doesn't the Bible say, you know, we put our plans before we submit things to him. Then he will direct your path. Yeah. So he directed me into a route that was much more nurturing and much more, I had better mentors. And do you know what I mean? And it wasn't so... But I have, it was, it's a tough profession and I urge anybody that is going into that profession to really know why you're doing what you're doing um, with anything in life. I don't, journalism, anything you do, it is tough out there. Um, so you need the spirit of God to really smooth, as David says in Psalms, smooth my way, Lord, make my path smooth because it's tough. It's really tough. So, um, yeah. And I, I think... Um sometimes as well god we we will submit our plans to him and he wants that for us but there's a season for you to actually walk in that um in that plan and because i can relate a lot to like your career journey and i i pursued the legal route i'm not doing it now but i'm very much doing something that should i i still believe that god wants me to be a lawyer but should i now go into it it will be a much more smoother process because of what i'm doing now but then sometimes it's just not our time and it's, it's really about allowing god to just do the work in, in on you um allow you to be around the people that need to build you need to nurture you um but i just us accepting that is not easy and yeah god wants to protect his people as well so if we go into that career he doesn't want us to flunk out the first yeah. He wants us to be there and keep dominating so that's the difference i'd say with christians and normal people we are there for the long haul so god has to train us properly um so it takes longer sometimes than people um would like but when yeah. when we started preachers this one of the things that i personally felt was that okay we're going to be on a platform talking about talking about our beliefs and some people may not agree with some things that we're saying like how do we deal with that and when you're talking about being a barrister i see similarities with what you're doing now um with the the legal profession mm. um how do you deal with the the I'm not, i don't know if you know if you get back class because i love everything all those lives i'm loving them but i'm sure there are some people who you know may not love them as much you know because of their views how do you deal with that because that you know there is quite a similarity i guess in, in yeah i think it's what you're saying it's that maybe god has fortified me now for this 
Um, I'll be honest, that is my biggest fear, that someone will now say, your doctrine is not sound. Who do you think you are? You know, but to be honest, since I was born with church, I've seen people, you know, trash my dad, trash my mom. You know what I mean? I've seen it, I think, most of my life. So maybe that was bringing me thicker skin um, throughout the years. Mm -hmm. And also, when you have experiences and encounters with God, right, that are so personal to you, where you're like, if it wasn't for God, I will not be here. Mm -hmm. And it's so personal no one can take that away from you. No one. I don't care if I get the scripture wrong or maybe I didn't understand the full lesson, but I know my Jesus. Do you know what I mean? As, as far as I can know him now and I know what he's done for me. And that gives everybody a right to at least say, this is what Jesus has done for me. Do you see what I mean? Um, so it is, that is my biggest fear that someone will dress down my... Um, whatever my doctrinal whatever but as Rosalind knows and I'm sure you guys know people don't read their bibles anyway yeah. so of the stuff I'm saying people are like whoa no are you, are you on are you on twitter no no if she was she, I know she'll be backing me she will be backing me I'm not on twitter for a reason because yeah I can't do the sound bites with and if I start to talk, <laughs> no, because it sounds like it would also be you're not. You would be like, what is? What are you seeing? You would be Cut like, the cameras. Cut the cameras. It's not. It's not. A, it's not always a nice place. Mm. Not a nice place at mm. all. For Christian, do you think Christians get attacked a lot on Twitter? Or mm -hmm. anyone even, gets it? Even is being attacked right now. Mm. <laughs> okay. My 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 pickle with Twitter is that. Like I think what I see with a lot of like Christian community is that there's just too much confusion. And I, I feel like people are always coming to me for this, but it's like, as you said, because people are not worded up and they go on social media and then allow someone to give them their secondhand interpretation of the word and they run with it and they don't check it. It just, there's too much confusion and just like, stuff just flowing around and actually that's like my my main issue with Twitter I see a lot of and I'm still people think I'm, I'm a young person but I see a lot of zealous zealots and that are preaching at the moment and out and what the church do sometimes is they put young believers and I say young I mean two three four years saved you're still early in the walk right you are even if you've had you can have great revelation, but you're early in the walk. So what my dad always says is they put these people out there because they are so energetic and they will go to the streets. And the rest of us that have been in church for 20 years, we won't go to the streets. We'll be there saying, we are praying for you, go. So put these people out there, but, you know, they get, especially, they get rubbished because they, they someone challenges them and then they break or they pray for something it doesn't happen and they say then this thing doesn't work and then the rest of us that have been walking this walk for a minute and observing we kind of sometimes sit on the back burner mm. and i often challenge a lot of us who have been in the church that we know more than we think because you've been especially if you've grown up in church and you've really sat under a minister for years people know stuff you know but, but i think we just are a bit again 
will someone rubbish my doctrine will you know um so yeah I, I completely like it's tough it's tough to there's not one sometimes sound coming from the church um sometimes yeah um, I have a question just going back a little bit um what is one of the highs you have had since you know starting your I guess you could say your brand and um, making your social media platform public what's been one of your highs I love your name by the way I think I'm calling my daughter that name <laughs> thanks highs I thought that even people call it a brand like the fact that it's even valid like people actually <laughs> care um but I think one of, one of the main things is seeing especially I'll be honest black Christian women being set free from the why people will not get married the amount of response I've had and I did write it mainly to black Christian women I wrote it to Christian women but I was targeting us because one I'm black right and because I see um a lot of fear when it comes to dating of and a lot of also expectations amongst our community that are not realistic and are not godly to be honest um so it was really because i want my sisters to get married i want sis to get married i want them to or be in functioning relationships being good relationships but i see the way they deal with men or they deal with dating and i'm like ah jesus <laughs> we'll not make it far if this is the way you know i see sometimes some of the way people talk to the people they're dating or when someone wants to approach them the stush face that you're getting oh he has to find me he has to find where you're in your house every day girl nope. i'll leave it there but you know what i mean so oh, oh i'm i feel like you need to give like a brief little i need to go deeper summary. yeah just for people that have not read that piece yet articles yeah. i put it was called why people will not get married and i talked about how um maybe four or five reasons why people won't get married if they don't change certain things and it started with i was dating someone who was an unbeliever yeah 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 whatever um, <laughs> um i was dating an unbeliever and i had but and i basically showed how on paper he was virtually perfect but knowing god and knowing the relationship i have with god there was no way i was going to marry him so obviously i wasn't going to get married so that's one that was already one thing people date people called their qualities but their yeah, all their qualities but the most important quality is salvation mm. and they'll say oh but he and this guy he didn't sleep with me he didn't he was very content maybe he was getting it elsewhere treated me it was like being in a relationship with my dad he treated me like my dad would treat me you know always on time or even early bearded you know so always people want to want right they want this dark skin chocolate man with a range rover that will put them in a nice full bedroom house but do you know what and i hate to be harsh that's that's just that can all go to hell and that you you and your nice man will be in hell that's what's going not you because you said but that's what's going to happen so we need to wipe all that clear and i showed how he was such a good man but he wasn't righteous he wasn't and i took a step of faith and said 
a step, but I just really obeyed the word of God and said to him, you know that I'm not going to marry you. You know that this is going to end. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah you'll be back, Sinead. As you- <laughs> That's a very- strong, stronghold speaking. Strong, confident guy. He knew himself, you know, very good guy. <laughs> I just knew with because of what I went through with my last relationship, I was not going to disobey God and go and marry an unbeliever. I wasn't going to do it. It's not happening. Um, so I left that relationship. And then quite quickly afterwards, I'm not, I haven't written about that yet, so can't reveal that part. But I just talk about how I stepped away and God honoured what I did. Um, you know, and fear sometimes stops us. I talked about how we limit God. There was one person I dated, as you can tell, I've dated a lot. Um, he, it's not a bad thing, though. No, I, and I believe in dating, as in over my life, not like 500 people at a time, but I, my, in my experiences, I do log them a lot because I journal. There was one guy, he was a friend, and this happens a lot, very Christian, very, you know, my mum loved him. And so I was, I took it to prayer, like, God, maybe this is my husband. I was praying, prayed for two weeks. And then one day I was just getting dressed and the Holy Spirit said to me, don't limit God. I was like, wait, is that your answer? Is that, mm. is that your answer about him? But it was like, I was, I was pitching too small. Mm. And that's what a lot of people do. They pitch small. Oh, is it, mm. I'll throw out, I don't know, is it Bola Day? Is it, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, God, Kwame, Prissy, you know, and we're limiting. And there's some nice ginger head Harry in... You're in for the white boys, seriously. I've been hearing this on your lives. I love, white I love it. I'm sorry. Listen, we will, we will fulfill our purpose. Do you know what I mean? And that's, that's it. So I just, I just want, I just want godly marriages. I just want people to have, build the kingdom. That's really what my desire is. I want to see God's kingdom here in families in communities and the most powerful structure that that communities are built is through families yeah um so that's why marriage is important to me but it's not the only way a community can be built mm-hmm. and like, yeah so that that's the article essentially that's what it was about um it was a great it was amazing to this day i, I get so many people still i read your article i'm in a relationship with an unbeliever help me or I'm with a Christian and, you know, we're having sex regularly and, you know, but, and I'm like, girl, do you want this or not? Do you want to see all of God or do you want to see, you know, yeah. just the forgiveness part or do you, or you want to see all, yeah. um, you know, it's just question, it's just hard questions we have to ask ourselves when mm-hmm. it comes to relationships. So, yeah. yeah. I, I had, a, I had a question around, um, your brand because as in the christian world like when you have a brand you know people like you've got people sending you messages they're looking up to you like how do you how do you look like yeah how do you feel about that the fact that people look up to you like yep you have the answers (laughs) i don't i actually don't think anybody looks up to me yes they do um (laughs) I, I think it's what I started with the beginning though and um I think you guys can relate to this because I've listened to you guys and I know so you grew up in church even when you're in the church body people are already looking to see your character to see 
mm. how you move, you know, and you're part of a community that you don't want to disappoint. Yes, we will make mistakes. So this is just the fruit of something that I've been trained to do my whole life. And it's not wrong to say, I'm doing this because I want my young people in church to know that you don't have to have sex with your boyfriend and try and test and, and roll and ride before you get married or whatever. <laughs> I want, I want those young kids to know. So it's, I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't, I personally don't think people look up to me, but I'm from a community where there are people watching. God is watching anyway. This is just maybe on a different type of platform. Um, but I've always felt a sense of responsibility anyway for like the Christian faith. Um, and then the second one is the black movement. Like you just feel like responsible. Um, I went to a school with only white people. Um, it was just me and my sister and then my sister left and then there was three black people. And I actually felt like now we should show them how great black people are. I didn't see it as, oh, I was the only one. I was like, no, let's show them. And that came from my faith because God is always about excellence, about being the best, about... So the, my faith aligned perfectly with my responsibility. Um, so I'm okay with, I'm okay with that if people say, you're more, I'm watching you or your moral compass, I'm watching. Yeah, it will help me stay on point. It helps me get dressed quicker, boy. If there's a situation, boy, <laughs> get out quicker than we planned because God is watching. People are watching, um, you know. So yeah, I think it's a good thing sometimes at the moment. <laughs> um so yeah, yeah you feel like it comes with pressure um for you as well because I feel like sometimes when with preachers is one of the my prayers and I'm still continuing to pray about this is that God please let let my weaknesses not be it's not like don't let it be so loud but don't let me fall in a way that it will like discourage somebody because once you start putting yourself out there people look at you like like you know better you do. so it's like when i when i now go and wear my look cut top then it'll be like what is this <laughs> can, you, can you wear this and, it, and, and it's like and there, there are things where none of us are perfect so individually there are things that we're still trying to figure out right and um yeah. in someone's mind they've always they've low-key put you on a pedestal so it's kind of like how do you I, I found a lot of pressure in that so sometimes it's like the same things I'm like I'm just not going to put this out there because I just just I don't know right um but yeah so how have you have you felt like the the pressure that comes with that or do you feel like it is what it is <laughs> okay I'll give two sides I'll try and keep this succinct um the first one is the eight mile yourself rule, which I've been doing since I was born. I say my eight mile is a film where Eminem basically at the end, he says everything that the rapper is going to say about him first. So then the rapper has nothing to say back. I eight mile myself all the time. I'll say it straight away. Like I like men. I like boys. What are you going to do now? Do you see what <laughs> I mean? So once you eight mile yourself, the accuser of the brethren can't come and tell you oh you did this do you know what I mean and so I always encourage vulnerability with Christians obviously in the right spaces yeah. but as long as you're open and honest about who you are to Christ first that begins the process of being 
having character and character is not I'm perfect character is my yes is my yes and my no is my no and it's one is one and two is two so I ate my myself all the time I say I know this is what I struggle with it was seen as a journey this is what I'm working on and this is my story and this is how God has helped me with my story and I think if more Christians would tell their damn stories we wouldn't be so shocked when you know listen my my man John Gray I won't speak Ah. listen to the episode but it hurt me because I listened to John Gray for so long and it could happen to anyone it can happen to anyone but the fact that it is now a worldwide scandal you know (laughs) yeah I just let's I just pray for him I just pray that they come through that because many Christian people have come through. Um, But I think if they just tell the story and they recognize that platforms come with character, it will help. So that's what's helped me just being vulnerable. Um, And the other side, hmm. yeah, character is important. There's no getting around it. It's something that my dad has drilled into us since we were kids, like, don't make that your lifestyle. You're going raving. Don't make it your lifestyle. Don't make it your lifestyle. Don't like, you know, constantly drilling in. Um, and nobody likes a fake preacher. That's what mm. I hear all the time. And it, it keeps me in check. Nobody likes it. Um, so, yeah. I just look in the mirror a lot and I just have to say, Sinead, like, yeah. Yeah, I, I think definitely owning sharing that story more is Mm. so important and that's what even that was the whole premise of how preachers came about because it was just like we can't always be telling the end goal the the perfection and like you kind of wake up one day and you're this like spree person you know there's a whole journey to that and sometimes you fall and sometimes there are things that you, you can work on and you can change in a week there's certain mm-hmm. things that it needs fasting and prayer and reading books and doing counseling and that's not going to change you know within a year and you, you have to constantly work on those things and it's just really about owning um owning that part of ourselves and us not just like feeling like we're not worthy or whatever you know yeah do, do you so you said something that nobody likes a fake preacher i thought it was so interesting because mm-hmm. in my mind i'm thinking like is it that they don't like a fake preacher or or that they don't like to know about the preacher doing a mazza? Like there's you know, like there's a there's a picture that we we want to be comfortable with. And yeah. that's why the stories don't get told. I think you're so right. I'm just sort of processing what you just said because I think people even themselves especially our generation we don't like blemishes we don't like imperfection um and when somebody posts the whole this is the unedited version this is the edited me uh, i'd like to look at the edited version (laughs) i don't want to see your stretch mark okay power to the people but (laughs) i know i completely feel that i think it also helps them to protect what they had in mind but then you don't understand this gospel because mm. Christ takes the weak the poor mm. the leper 
and causes them to win. Mm. You know what I mean? And so you've got to dig deeper with this gospel if at the first sign of a blemish, you're out the door. Mm. Um, and it's a word that you all have said, pedestal. If you are starting to put a person, mm. thing or an ideal on a pedestal, you're in trouble because yeah. men will fail you. Yeah. Scripture. Yeah. I mean, so I think we just, we have to dig deeper as to what Christianity is really about. If we're not enjoying hearing about, oh, I was an alcoholic and I'm still an alcoholic. And I, I no, it's going to take some time. It's yeah. going to take some time. What? It's t- the way that the story raveled now to unravel. Mm. No, it takes effort. And, I think because my mother's a therapist, I think I have such compassion to process because it takes people so long to get out of something that sometimes took a day, you know. Um, now, does that mean you tolerate? It's not about tolerating. It's about compassion and giving, holding them up yeah. to mm-hmm. take them where God wants to go, mm-hmm. take them to, you know. So, yeah, if... It's a lot, man. I feel just, I, I could actually cry because just, it takes a lot of effort for somebody to come out of something sometimes. Um, whew, so, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate you sharing that. Um, so, in the spirit of excellence, um, mm. I wanted to ask you, what what would you define as Christians being excellent so bringing excellence to what they do being their craft to being in their walk how does that look like to you or how does how did that look like for you in your journey and why is it so important for us to be excellent at what we do okay wow oh, a question. there's a hell of a question Okay. Um, wow. I think even, okay, seeing you guys on this podcast, the first thing that comes to me is the word friendship when it comes to excellence, because Daniel was one of my favorite stories in the Bible, because I know for a fact, Daniel would not be who he was without the people around him. Mm. He was, he decided, let me eat that broccoli. Then they brought out all the, the meat. They brought out all the wine. And he was like, Jesus. But then Shadrach was like, yo, bro, I'm going to help you. Then Meshach was like, yo, let's all, they were all on this thing. Do you know what I mean? So for me, excellence is when you have a group of people who will walk with you together. Mm. I think when I see your podcast, and I've worked with people in church, and you start to see how some personalities don't mix and this and that. What I love about Christianity is when we say, do you know what? I don't love this part of you, but I love you. And I'm going to love you. And I'm going to do this with you. And we're going to go through this together. Mm-hmm. And that is what I love about church. Do you know what I mean? Because there, there'd be some crazy people in the church. <laughs> we are crazy. Let's be honest. Yeah, we are. We're all mad. Yeah. So Christians are mad. Disclaimer. Um, but <laughs> the fact that you guys have come together Mm. to to do something in the kingdom that for me is excellent and friendship mm. I know people don't love it it's not the most juicy it's the most important one of the most important things for me mm. um and I really seek out excellence in my friendships and 
that's why I do most of my circle are well the top the the top three is gonna be Christian there's no getting around it do you know what I mean it's just that's mm. just if you want to see excellence you've got to have yeah. the spirit of excellence inside of you and so that's what it is for me is like friendship and just people loving each other and coming together to do something for the kingdom I think that is excellence for me definitely wow. I love that yeah I didn't expect that at all yeah <laughs> I really love the spin on that I've never yeah I've never yeah. thought and of it it's like because even when you deep it Jesus wasn't a, a, a lone wolf he yeah. had people around him needed them yeah and people don't realize in that bible because they don't read their bible i didn't even read it for see it for a while um the fur the furnace daniel wasn't there it was only shadrach meshach and abednego yeah, so that shows you it wasn't our oh, daniel was our leader we need daniel mm. they, had, they had the character regardless whether mm. daniel was there or not so it shows you the standard of friends he had you know and think we sometimes we think oh why did this person fall why did this person fall oh and how are you strong enough if you were if you're you were in your friend situation let me not speak on the situation <laughs> would you keep your legs closed or would you do you see what i mean yeah. bruh bruh let me keep quiet because oh bruh. keep preaching <laughs> you know what i'm saying you know what i mean we need a group we need people to help us yeah. Oh, no. Thank you so much, Sinead. How have you found today? Pardon? How have you found today? Oh, I felt like it was, it was, at first I was like, oh my gosh, tense. And I realized it's not live. So. <laughs> <laughs> I have one last question just before you. Oh, okay. And my question to you is, um, who is your Christian role model or who do you look up to in the Christian world? Can it be in the Bible? Was it a person that's living? Any, any, I don't mind. Mine is Jesus because he's everyone's um, hashtag goals. Okay, I'll give a living person. I won't give a biblical person. Okay. Um, oh, he's not even alive. Okay, no, not Mars Romero. I'll give someone else. Okay, I will say um, Bill Winston. Um, he is part of Kenneth Copeland Ministries, but he has all he preaches about is faith and favor, and just applying those two principles to my life i've seen i've actually seen like the manifestation of what he was preaching sort of thing i just i love how he challenges oh, oh wow the, the devil is a the devil is a liar oh, he <laughs> no yes yeah, yeah, you froze so you have to do that again sorry <laughs> Oh, sorry. Okay. It says things like when you get saved, you could become a millionaire in nine months because the amount of knowledge and rich, how rich the word is, God can really take you to places that, you know, is not humanly possible. And he's not, he doesn't talk about the speed. He just talks about how powerful the word of God is, how powerful it is. And I love his story because he was working in um, an IT company and he just, sense that God was calling him to ministry and I like simple stories like that because people are waiting for a lightning bolt or, or you know oh you're the pastor's daughter and meanwhile no like God has called us all so I just love his story but now he is he's so big and he all he preaches about is faith all he preaches about is faith 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 and it has challenged my faith it has really challenged me to just believe 
when I can't see, hear, feel anything. So yeah, I really love Bill Winston. He's he's great. Yeah. Okay. I heard of Bill, Bill Winston this year. He was at my church conference on virtual. KICC, I get to KICC. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. He's, come, he's come before, but I've heard, I've heard of him. I had, yeah, so I'll check him out. Champions, um, the Gathering of Champions. Yeah, International Gathering yeah. of Champions, yeah. IGOC. Yeah. IGOC, yeah. Yeah, definitely. He's a powerhouse, mate. Look. It's the word, it's the word. Oof. Thank it's you so word. much. Woo. Thank you, Shanae. Sorry I haven't talked to you to death, but no. I'm, I'm so honoured that honestly, like even one of my prayers is like, Lord, one day maybe I'll be able to preach it. This God actually answer my prayer. That's why I just those little desires that you think, Lord, you're sweet. You're sweet, <laughs> like. Because I didn't say it out loud, I just kind of said it in my heart. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh, why we're, we're that, excited. That God actually listens to me. You, you, I'm oh, excited. You need to plug yourself, sis, because oh. you know, we're, we're excited. Yeah, where can the people find you? So, where can they find you? I'm, I'm, oh, yes. Okay, so you can find me, geez, um, on Instagram at the Preacher's Daughter UK or Sinead Bantful. And you can now find me on SoundCloud, Spotify and YouTube. Stop that. On all these platforms. Eventually, the Holy Spirit will show me how to do Apple music. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah, that's where you can find me. Thank you for joining us today today we absolutely love the conversations with you we love the the realness as well um we love you so much and what god is doing with you we are excited to see what else you got in store to show us um yeah and just another black girl magic black christian excellent woman thank you for having me thank you so much we are really honored um, and we hope the guests enjoyed um, listening to our guest and the good conversation we've had. As always, don't forget to find us on or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Preachers Pod. And if you want to follow us individually, our links are in our Instagram bio, as always. But again, thanks for looking in. Bye. Hope, wait, wait, wait. We hope you enjoyed YouTube. Bye. Tell us, oh. tell us if you enjoyed. <laughs> I'm going to include it for Rosalind, just to annoy Rosalind. <laughs> and don't forget to like, comment, and share. Or subscribe. 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 Right. Actually, it gives me palpitations. <laughs> Let's go. Guys, pray for me. I will pray for you. I will pray for you. Oh, bye. bye.